It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As the 2020 season rages on, the Locked On Reds podcast will be here each and every day to detail each win, each loss, and every transaction as the Reds look to move toward a playoff berth. My name is Jeff Carr. Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. The good news is the Reds haven't lost in a few days. The bad news is they only played one game over the weekend. It was a win, a very nice win for the Red Legs, but with that positive test of the unnamed player, the Reds haven't played since Friday night. Welcome into the podcast today. Sorry it's a little bit late. Hopefully this is finding you on your commute home, or if you downloaded this on Tuesday morning, then that's okay too. Welcome in. Let's talk some Reds baseball. So they haven't played. All weekend, and they're due to travel to Kansas City. I saw on a Twitter account called Sports and Aviation, it's Sports Plus Sign Aviation on Twitter, it said that the Reds' flight to Kansas City was rescheduled to Tuesday morning. So that's kind of nice. That gives them a little bit of extra time to get those results in. John Heyman reported that Saturday there were no positive tests. Other than that one that happened on Friday night, there were no positive tests on Saturday. We're still waiting to hear what the Sunday results were. Hopefully, there's nothing there, and the Reds can get on with their series in Kansas City. The two games with Pittsburgh are probably going to be made up the next time Pittsburgh comes to town, which is September 14th through the 16th. The Reds do have an off day September 17th, but the Pirates are actually going back to Pittsburgh to play St. Louis that day, so not going to be a doubleheader that day. Probably have to double up on one of those three days during the 14th or 16th, and that's just where we are with 2020. The season is kind of fluid. The schedule was always going to be strange, especially if there were any kind of outbreaks, and people want to say, well, what's the point of having 60 players? What's the point of having expanded rosters? If one guy tests positive, you can shut everything down. I don't think it's that they shut everything down. I mean, obviously, they postpone a couple of days. But the point with that is you postpone a couple of those games to see where the rest of the team is at. And then you continue on if everything is a-okay. And so far, fingers crossed, everything has been a-okay. And we're not postponing the Kansas City series as of yet. That's going to begin a 10-game road stretch for the Red Legs as they go to Kansas City for a pair and then travel to the wondrous St. Louis Cardinals. The The Reds are like probably the only team in either the American League or National League Central that did not have a whole bunch of games postponed with the Cardinals. It'll be their first meeting the 20th through the 23rd, and then they'll play four in Milwaukee at the beginning of next week before coming home for the Cubs. So that's what we have to look forward to with the Redlegs. We were hoping that there would be some momentum. We were hoping that they'd be on a little winning streak before they hit their road trip, but they will have to get that going against the Royals. They are coming off a win, though, 8-1 to against the Pirates Friday night. In case you missed it, Jesse Winker, first multi-home run game 
of his career, dude is on fire. I mean, everything he touches as far as swinging a baseball bat and hitting a ball is just absolute fire right now. And Sonny Gray officially set the mark in Reds franchise history for most strikeouts in his first five starts of the season with 10 strikeouts on Friday night. He's up to 45. That's amazing. He's just pitching so well. And I was a little bummed. I mean, obviously, I was a little bummed that the weekend games got postponed, but also for a minute detail kind of reason because Trevor Bauer tweeted after the game. He shared the tweet where the Reds were celebrating the fact that he notched the most strikeouts in the first five starts of a season, and Trevor Bauer was shared the tweet and said, hold my beer. So hopefully this next game that we see Trevor Bauer pitch, he's going to strike out like 15 people. I, I love this pitching staff right now. I just wish that the bats would get consistent like they did on Friday. Friday was a good day for the bats, obviously. Anytime you score eight runs, that's a good day for the bats. And the manager for the Pirates, Derek Shelton, has seen Sonny Gray pitch in Oakland. He's seen him pitch in New York, and now he's seen him in Cincinnati. And he had this quote after Friday night's game. Derek Shelton from the Pirates said, from seeing him in Oakland, seeing him in New York, and seeing him now, he's a different guy. I mean, he's the guy he was in Oakland. Really good stuff, ability to execute pitches. And Sonny Gray attributed after his last start, he, he kind of had a, a rough outing. He said, I wasn't as happy with my command, didn't think I pitched as well, so I got me some DJ time in. That's the, the quote. Obviously, talking about pitching coach Derek Johnson, worked a lot with him. And it paid off. The only mistake he made in those six and two-thirds innings Friday night was Brian Reynolds had a solo home run off of him. But that was it. I mean, five hits total. When you strike out twice as many guys as you give up hits, that's a really good night, man. I'm looking forward to seeing him pitch some more. He's got to be up there in that Cy Young conversation. So now with the Royals coming up and with Trevor Bauer and Luis Castillo getting their starts pushed back, I'm guessing those are going to be the two starters against the Royals, supposing that everything, again, and and everything is so up in the air right now, but hopefully the series gets off without a hitch. Coming up here, I'm going to answer some Lockdown Reds line questions and also had a question on Twitter as well that we'll loop in there. Might talk about some ideas that the Reds could have for some tweaks to make here at the trade deadline. And speaking of tweaks... Are you trying to make some repairs on your car? Are you looking for the right parts for the right prices? Maybe you go to the brick-and-mortar stores and you're like, boy, this seems like a lot. I urge you to check out rockauto.com. They've got all the parts that your car will ever need, and they've got reliably low prices on those parts as well. They've got a nice, easy-to-use interface in which you just go on a drop-down list, pick your car company, pick your make, pick your model, your year, and then they've got all the parts listed out right there for you. You don't have to know what it's called. You don't have to know the brand. They've got it all right there. And the prices are nice, too. It'll be shipped right to your door, so that's kind of doing the whole socially distant thing while also still being productive. And when you go to rockauto.com, in the checkout area where it says, how'd you hear about us, type in Locked On MLB to let them know that your pal Jeff from the Locked On Reds sent you. That's rockauto.com. And in the checkout section, How'd you hear about us? Type in Locked On MLB. Rock Auto has all the parts your car will ever need. 
Amidst all the COVID-19 stuff and the positive tests and the postponed games, the Reds claimed outfielder Nick Williams off of waivers from the Phillies. The Phillies had designated him for assignment. He just never really caught on with the team. He was a big part of their trade with the Texas Rangers when they sent Cole Hamels to Texas. But he never really kind of, he's got a lot of power, got a lot of talent. He's just got some plate discipline issues, strikes out a lot, swings and misses a lot. So we'll see if he can kind of clean that up. He does join a crowded group of outfielders, something that may not see him break in a whole lot this year. The Reds did send him to Prasco, so he is with the team there now in the alternate training site. So it was nice to have the talent in there. He can play all three outfield spots, mostly a corner outfielder, but I kind of think of basically how they're describing him as like a Philip Irvin type. Like he can play center field, but you're really keeping him in the corner outfield spots. And defensively, according to statistics, he's not all that great either. His defensive run saves is in the negative area. So we'll see exactly what kind of value he can bring for the Reds. But hey, taking him off waivers, it's a nice little flyer on a guy that was once a second-round draft pick, and according to pretty much everything that I've read, he was kind of the linchpin in the deal, the guy that really got the Phillies to sign off on the Cole Hamels trade. All right, let's jump in some Locked On Reds line stuff. And this this first one is actually something that comes from Twitter. It was a message I got from Joe. You can hit me up at Jeff Carr with three Fs or hit up the show at Locked On Reds on Twitter. Also, the Locked On Reds account on Facebook as well. He asks, it's kind of like an ask and an idea sort of thing. He's talking about trades. And this is the best time of year. Like, my favorite time of year in any baseball scenario. I mean, obviously, they push the trade deadline back. But trade deadline time is awesome. And it could be a little strange this year just because of the shortened season. There's a lot more buyers than sellers, especially with an expanded playoff field that's going to include eight teams from each league. Not really sure the the line is blurred between buyers and sellers. And there's a couple of guys that I had my eyes on based on some MLB.com articles and things like that, that I saw this past off season. I don't even know if those guys are, there might be one, but we'll, we'll talk about that here in a minute. But this is what Joe had to say. I have some more ideas for you. If you're interested, should the Reds consider, this is number one, should the Reds consider trading Trevor Bauer at the deadline and look for a relief pitcher and some young talent, maybe trade him to the Yankees or the Braves? Secondly, see if you can find a team interested in Tucker Barnhart or Kirk Casale and bring up Tyler Stevenson. And then thirdly, trade Disco and maybe a prospect like Tony Santion for Clint Frazier if uh, Carlos Stanton and Aaron Judge are healthy by then, or any other ideas that come to mind. Yankees and Braves seem like the best trade partners with their lack of starting pitching and abundance of young players and offense. Make any one of these trades with the intention of still being competitive now and for the future and realize the Frazier trade may be wishful thinking with how he has played this year. So let's talk about this. I'm going to address each point here. The first one talking about should the Reds consider trading Trevor Bauer? I don't think so. The thing with him is he is part of the best strength of the team. And that kind of goes with Anthony DeSclafani as well. I'm not really considering trading any of the starting pitchers that are in the rotation because that is your absolute moneymaker. That's what's going to carry this team into the playoffs and hopefully through the playoffs 
for a nice little run there because as we've seen, the lineup is super inconsistent despite the abundance of talent. The defense is a little rough and the bullpen, who knows what we're going to get out of that. They have had a nice little streak here lately of I, th- I think it's like a dozen scoreless innings. So that's nice to see, but we've also seen the absolute worst out of this bullpen. And if you're telling me that I'm getting rid of Trevor Bauer or Anthony DiScofani, and while I think Tyler Malley and Lucas Sims and Wade Miley and those guys are pretty decent starters, I still think the Reds can get something decent out of Wade Miley. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's something that they shut him down for the rest of the year or just send him to the bullpen, but whatever. I don't like the idea of getting rid of those starters, but still somehow saying that you're going to be competitive this year. I don't think that that... that's like handing me an apple and telling me it's an orange. It just doesn't work out that way. The second idea is interesting because I think you might be able to trade, if the Reds are even looking at this, but they could possibly trade one of the two guys in Tucker or Kirk Casale, maybe for some relief pitcher help for this season. And a couple of guys that I was looking at in that uh, vein were Alex Colome from the White Sox and Ken Giles from Toronto. Now, not necessarily the Yankees or the Braves, kind of like you mentioned, but Toronto is looking for some help. So maybe you trade Kirk Casale or maybe you dip into the Prasco Park area and see what kind of prospects you can send to Toronto for Ken Giles. Now, Ken Giles hasn't pitched all that much this season. He's only got an inning in two-thirds and he's given up a couple of runs. So if you're looking up Ken Giles right now, like who who is Ken Giles? The thing with him is he's not pitched that much. So don't look at that ERA and be like, oh my gosh. But on the other end of the spectrum, they are a rebuilding team. So you can help them out by sending, I don't know, like Stuart Fairchild or somebody like that. I, I, that might be too cheap. I, again, I'm not a general manager. This is me just spitballing here on a podcast. But when you also look at the idea of Alex Colomay. This one is a little bit more more of a pipe dream than Ken Giles because, number one, the White Sox are considered to be a contending team, a team that can make the playoffs and make a run in the playoffs. So they may not even be looking to trade. But with relief pitching, that's always something that you can sell and get some good pieces back. And Colomay is in the last year of arbitration, so he'll be a free agent. So maybe the White Sox are looking to get out from underneath of that and get something with future value attached to it. So maybe the Reds can trade a couple prospects there. That, that's just an idea. And Colomay, by the way, has pitched really well. He's had eight scoreless innings so far this season. So that'd be nice to add to the Reds' bullpen as well, but I think that's definitely where you've got to aim. I know that I, I read something on MLB.com that said that the Angels may be looking to trade either Zach Cozart or Andrelton Simmons, who would be an amazing glove upgrade at shortstop, but I don't necessarily know if he's a guy that the Reds should go out and trade for. I mean, he's in his contract year as well. He'll be a free agent next year. But at the same time, I don't know that as bad as an upgrade over Freddie Galvis. It might even be a little bit of a downgrade. So that's just kind of like, I don't know, maybe Angelton Simmons. But I think we all agree, if the Reds are trading for a shortstop, it better be the man from Cleveland, Francisco Lindor. The thing is, Cleveland is neck and neck with the Twins in a battle for the AL Central. So I don't know that they'll be looking to sell either. 
It, it, that's where the whole blurred lines of this trade deadline comes in. I, I love this time of year for the trade deadline. Also, for Oktoberfest beer. I don't know if anybody else loves Fest beer, but man, I love Oktoberfest beer, and I'm so excited. Even though we're not probably going to have any Oktoberfests anywhere, I'm just going to go out and try all of the Fest beer that I could possibly get my hands on and see which one is my favorite. But anyway, back to the trade deadline stuff. Going to talk to Bobby Nightingale later on this week. We'll see what he thinks about the Reds and their propensity to go out and trade for some people in this uncertain climate. Plus, going back to the whole idea of trading Trevor Bauer, that's something that a lot of people thought well before the season, like back in the offseason and stuff. They're like, okay, well, maybe he's a guy that the Reds can flip for some young talent or pieces like that. I still think the Reds can sign him. And maybe I'm a little off base even considering that, but in this climate of free agency that's just going to be so uncertain and probably negative, if I'm a player that doesn't have a contract and my team that I'm currently on is offering me something that isn't insulting, like if the Reds, I I, I think it's totally feasible for the Reds to go to Trevor Bauer and his agent Rachel Luba and be like, hey, here's 18 million pitch for us for another year. I know you're trying to only sign one-year deals and stuff like that. Here's the $18 million that you would have made last year to pitch for us in 2021. Who says no to that? I, I, I think that that's a good deal for Trevor Bauer, and I think it's a great deal for the Reds. So let's see. Hopefully that happens. So I don't really want to trade Trevor Bauer for a lot of reasons, but the main one is I think they can keep him. Which a lot of that covers our next question, but he also he he adds something in there that I think is worth discussing. This is our buddy Jeff from North Carolina. He says, as far as expectations go, I think we should focus on getting a playoff spot, and then anything can happen. Which you're totally right. I mean, now with an expanded playoff field, the first round is three games. It's not going to be some crapshoot of a one game wild card, three game series, and then you jump into the divisional rounds. I, I'm with you. If the Reds can make that. They can get hot two out of those three games and make it to the divisional round, and then who knows? I mean, that's that's a great thought by our buddy Jeff from North Carolina. He also says, I just wonder if the Reds will make any kind of move to shake things up, maybe a trade or some call-ups, and he says from Arizona, but you know, call-ups from Prasco. That's where I think it gets interesting because you've got a couple of guys, and a lot of people said before this season, under normal circumstances, if there was a minor league season, we probably would not be seeing guys like Hunter Green because he'd still be working out and getting some. I'd love to see them pull him up and throw him into some relief pitching duty. I think he could do that. I mean, he's got two really good pitches from reports. His fastball is really good and his slider is really good. That's all you need to be a good relief pitcher. You got two good pitches. There you go. Or you bring up Nicoladola. You got a solid lefty out of the bullpen who can maybe give you more than one inning if you need him to, but I don't I don't think you'll put that much on Nicoladolo just starting out in his major league career. And yeah, I know some people will be like, well, in those scrimmage games against the Tigers, he looked pretty bad. Eh, I don't put a lot of stock in that. I think if you just get get him in there for a couple of hitters, pull him out of the bullpen, I think he could be a help for the Reds. And we've already seen them pull up Tyler Thornburg. He had two very nice innings Friday night. If you if you didn't catch that, he had a very nice curveball working as well as a fastball that he controlled very well. So maybe Thornburg can be a weapon out of the bullpen for the Reds. Obviously, Jose De Leon, I don't know what we'll see out of that. I thought he had a really good first inning, 
but then everything blew up after that. I don't know if we'll see him again up in the majors. Hopefully so, because that mustache, man, that, that thing right there has got some wins above replacement in it. I, I got a feeling. Anyway, that's going to do it for us here today. Tomorrow's on the podcast. We're going to preview the series with the Royals. Hopefully a series that will go off as planned. I'll be covering all of that on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and at Locked On Reds will be all over that. So stay tuned there. Also, make sure that you're subscribed on all of the podcast platforms. But that'll do it for us today. Now, tell your smart device to play Locked On Major League Baseball, and I will talk to all of you tomorrow. Let's go, Rex. Hey. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.